Good morning, City Church. This is City Church Together. This is Wednesday, January 6th, 2021. We made it. We made it. We flipped that Gregorian calendar where it feels like a fresh start. Even though a lot of the same things this year may still be haunting us, um, pandemic notwithstanding. Actually, I have no idea how to use the phrase notwithstanding. It just felt like something I should say there. Um, but a lot of things, even though the calendar change haven't changed, but this podcast has been upgraded. Um, I actually haven't been on here um, to uh, speak to you since November. Um, I got COVID shortly after um, our last podcast in November, and that was <laughs> kind of like, I don't think anybody wants me to talk with them. Um, so uh, we just we were planning to take a break anyway because we wanted to reboot and come back um, with some of the old and also some new. So um, this season on the podcast, we will still be doing uh, Hear Journals with you where we walk through a passage of Scripture and use that as a prayer point for the day, a way to respond um, to God's truth. Um, so we will still be doing that. That's what I'll be doing today. But as we do those, a lot of those will stick with our Bible reading plan. Um, that for the next three months is going to be, we're going to be slowly working our way through the book of Luke. Um, so if you don't have that Bible reading plan, please go download our podcast. And uh, I'm sorry, not a, this is our podcast. Hey, welcome back. Um, download our uh, our app, um, the Borough City Church app from the App Store, wherever you get apps. And um, you will find that and make sure you hit the refresh button and you'll find Bible reading plan for City Church right there. Uh, we'd love for you to read along with us, and I will time up um, my uh, journaling, uh, verbal journaling through those with whatever, um, with whatever you, with whatever reading we have for that day. Um, additionally, in this season of City Church Together, we are going to um, be interviewing people, um, what we call stories of life. Um, so this will be primarily people of our congregation. Um, who are telling ways that God has intersected with them in their life and changed them, um, ways that they are receiving hope from the Lord. And um, I know that you will be blessed um, by that and also having some change up from my voice all the time and getting to hear from some of our people. Hopefully that is an opportunity for you all just to get to know some of our church, and especially in this time that we um, have to live such separate lives in terms of physically seeing one another um, that you may actually um, hear a story that you wouldn't have heard otherwise. So um, look for those along with our here journaling, and we will um, on occasion also have Whitney in. Um, as she will be doing um, some uh, various kind of uh, counseling wisdom for us. Um, so stay tuned for that on occasion. Um, and then you'll hear some other voices other than mine, some of our pastoral staff, et cetera, also um, doing some uh, journaling with you as we go through the book of Luke and uh, look at things like our fighter verse. So um, that is all coming to you on season two. It's been a while, so let's get back into it. We are today's reading um, with the City Church Bible reading plan is in Luke chapter one, and it is verses 26 through 38. 26 through 38. By the way, I am, in case you're just joining, uh, my name is Trevor. I'm one of the pastors at City Church. And um, uh, hopefully um, you started maybe with season one, but whatever. It's not like you have to. Okay, as I dig my hole deeper. Um, Luke 1, starting verse 26. I'll read it, and then we'll go through our journal together. In the sixth month, 
The angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man named Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and the angel came to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. But she was deeply troubled by this statement, wondering what kind of greeting this could be. Then the angel told her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Now listen, you will conceive and give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. Mary asked the angel, How can this be, since I have not had sexual relations with a man? The angel replied to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, The Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. And consider your relative Elizabeth. Even she has conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month for her who was called childless. For nothing will be impossible with God. I am the Lord's servant, said Mary. May it be done to me according to your word. Then the angel left her. And that's the word of the Lord from Luke chapter 1. Now, Uh, Just a quick refresher while you're doing a here journal, and this is something we encourage you to do on your own time with a pen and paper. Um, We're going to walk through a few of these so that you um, so we can do some of these kind of together. And if you're new to this, you can get the hang of it. But the word here is an acronym H for highlight E for explain A for apply and R for respond, uh, respond both to God and in action. So uh, let's start with the H. The H is highlight. We got a, um, you know, a fairly large chunk of text here. And so I'm just going to point one out that drew my attention. Actually, I'm going to point two out that draw my attention, and then we'll do the rest of that. One is verse 24, um, where it says that Mary asked the angel, how can this be since I have not had sexual relations with a man? Um, Now, I don't know if you've ever considered this or not, but to me, um, uh, well, as I explain that verse, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, you know, seems pretty standard. A miracle has been announced that Mary's going to get pregnant. Um, she knows that she um, has not done what needs to happen to become pregnant and have a child, so she's confused by that. But something that struck me in my reading of this this morning is that that, of all things, is the question she asks. Of all things. She asked about the science of it. Think about that. Mary, you are going to have the Son of God. Well, scientifically, I'm not sure how that... But, I mean, don't many questions come up about the theology of it? Um, can you explain the hypostatic union? You know, like, uh, it's sort of, you know, the, like a million kind of seminary questions come up there. But Mary simply asked, all of that I can believe. All of that I can take in. I, I'm just, I'm trying to make sure that I don't miss something. Now, if you continue reading in this narrative, you will find that John the Baptist's father, Elizabeth's husband, who also conceived somewhat miraculously, um, he asked the same question to the angel that Mary does. If you just keep reading the text, you'll find that he asks it, how can this be? The, the, and, but he is punished for it and, um, because he, he can't talk until John is born, you'll find later on in the text. 
But the question, though it is really close to the same question, one is asked in doubt, but Mary's not asked in doubt. Mary just takes it at God's word that God can become human flesh and she can get pregnant with the Son of God. And then she's just kind of asking this question about the details of it. Yeah, great. Okay, wonderful. God, you said it. It's like, so I just want to make sure that I'm not missing something here. Is there anything else for me to do? Because typically to get pregnant, there's something to do. And, you know, I've been studying the Hebrew scriptures a while, and I kind of recognize and understand that that's going to take marriage first. I'm not quite there with Joseph yet. So, you know, she's just kind of... um taking it all in. She's asking a believing question with a how attached to it. You understand that? And that's different than an unbelieving question with cynicism attached to it, which is what you'll find in Zechariah, who is John the Baptist father coming up. And that juxtaposition is very important in understanding that question. But I love, I just, that's a little detail that I love that Mary asked a question about science, not theology, because she's like, God, you are an expert in theology. I just want to make sure I don't mess the science of this thing up. Is it, okay, you know, typically this has to happen first. And, and then it gets explained to her. And then let's go to the, the other verse that I want to highlight, which, and, and we'll explain in verse 38, where she says, and this, this kind of shows Mary's character and that she would just accept the theology of all of this. She says, I am the Lord's servant. May it be done to me according to your word. See, after the angel Gabriel explains, well, this is how this is going to work. The Holy Spirit is actually going to make you pregnant, will overshadow you. Um, and if you're wondering if God can do miraculous things, look at your, um, uh, look at, uh, your relative Elizabeth. She's conceived in her old age. So like God's kind of doing this thing right now among your family. Um, So don't worry about that. Like, don't worry that you have like this active role to play in God doing this. He's going to take care of that. And right there, Mary then doesn't even go into theology. Well, can you just explain to me? Okay, this is going to be the son of God, right? You know, she just says, may it be according to your word. It's like she trusts God with God's theology. If anybody knows theology, it's God. And Mary is so trusting here. Not that it's wrong to ask God questions, not that it's wrong like to misunderstand and say, how can this be? But, but, but Mary is in this position of trusting God in a very uncertain time for her. And she says, if it is your word, I know your word is good. And so may it be done to me according to what you say. God, I'm going to trust your theology. How do we apply that? Those two sort of observations and explanations. I think we trust God's theology, number one. Um, I, th- I think the two applications that, that I would put into my life and maybe to ours, and this is the way that we'll pray today, is number one, let's take God at his word. And the questions we ask, that we, it, like, it is good and, and you grow that way. So I'm not saying don't ask theology questions, but don't ask them in cynicism. Ask them in God. We want to get done what you want done, which is the way Mary asked that, that initial question. We want to get done what you want to get done. There's just some things we don't understand. Can you help us with that? And I think that is a wonderful attitude that, that Mary exemplifies for us. God, we trust you. We take you at your word. 
We trust your theology. God, you're not, we're not asking you to fit in the box that we marked out for our plans and what makes us most comfortable. We trust your theology, God. We trust what you say about yourself and about your plans. But man, there's just some dots that don't connect for us. And I, you ever been like that? I just don't know if I'm doing the right thing. And I'm, I'm really trying to honor God with this decision, but it's just, man, I go back and forth and sometimes I'm sleepless at night. Then yes, ask God the question. Okay, God, I'm just, there's some things that I can't connect and I'm not sure how it all works out in the way that I should carry this out. And overwhelmingly, the way that God responds to faith like that is either an answer or just come along with me. Do, do, do you trust my theology? Which is kind of, that's a silly question, right? Because theology is an understanding of God. Nobody understands himself better than God. Will you take my hand? And sometimes we do get explanations. Sometimes God speaks to us, shows us something in Scripture. Yes. But let's trust God's theology. And let's ask the how-to questions. Those are good questions to ask. I'm not sure how to, how to do this. Let's trust God's theology. So let's let, let that lead us into a moment of silence now and prayer where we ask God's Holy Spirit, who has not only overshadowed us, but because of Jesus, now indwells in us and gives us wisdom and, and can fill us and overflow from us to others. So let's ask for the wisdom of the Holy Spirit to trust God's theology and to ask questions that help connect the dots for us to do the right thing, not for God to prove himself to us. Let's be silent now as we pray. Our Father, we are living in a world of unknowns. We are living in a particular time of so much um, sort of turnover of the fruit basket where it, it feels like life has been flipped over and rearranged and, and it just, uh, you know, schedules just don't feel the same. It, it, there's just uncertainty all around us. And yet, God, you are the same God that you have always been. You exercise the same power that you have always exercised. You are in control. You are still working a plan that before the foundations of the earth, you began. And so now we need your Holy Spirit, the same Holy Spirit that overshadowed Mary to make her pregnant with the Christ child. You now indwell Holy Spirit in us. We want to be grounded in your word. We want to take your word in. In fact, in James, it says, um, it talks about the word that has been implanted in us. We want that to grow out of us and produce this kind of simple trust who's, uh, where our questions to you are questions about, God, help us get this done. Help us to honor you. Like Jesus taught us to pray, your will be done. May it be done to us as your word has said. Increase that in our church. Increase that for every listener. Trust in you that just desires for your will be to, to be done. And we know that from that flows beauty, flows salvation, flows grace to others. Thank you for Jesus. 
Thank you for the way that you have saved us and are still saving the world. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. City Church, it's a pleasure to be back. Go and multiply the gospel.